0: Did you know that olive oil is at its peak of flavor and nutrition right after it's fresh-pressed at harvest time? That's why my favorite olive oil is delivered to me direct from the latest harvest, thanks to the Fresh-Pressed Olive Oil Club. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and as a listener of Intelligent Medicine, you can try a bottle of their finest artisanal olive oil, normally $39, for just $1, with no obligation to buy anything else. I've been enjoying these harvest fresh olive oils for years— They are far and away the brightest, most lively, and flavorful olive oils I've ever tasted. Their antioxidants and polyphenols are off the charts because they're fresh from the harvest. They make store-bought olive oils taste dull and flat by comparison. Taste for yourself. Check out this generous trial offer and get your $39 bottle for a buck with no obligation to buy anything else. Visit MyFavoriteOliveOil.com. In my case, it truly is MyFavoriteOliveOil.com. My favorite olive oil.com. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our <laughs> weekly opportunity to answer your questions. Questions come through radio program at AOL.com. That's the destination for questions about anything pertaining to intelligent medicine, whether it be uh, high-tech conventional medicine, uh, or whether it be natural alternatives. We put those all together for you on our weekly Q&A with Layla. Uh, Layla's here with us. She's our nutritionist in residence. Hi, Layla. How are you?
1: Okay, Dr. Hoffman. How are you doing?
0: Very well, thank you. And uh, (laughs) before we get to talking about... Yeah, it's August. Yeah,
1: when did that happen?
0: Yeah, okay. As you know, it, I always get kind of, a, uh, kind of a little bit of a mild anxiety because uh, I love the summer and, and it goes too fast. Waning. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's also I think it. I think what I I have programmed into me is a little bit of back to school anxiety. Uh, the oh. last time I was in school was let's see, I graduated medical school in 1983. Uh huh. So that was the last time uh, I was in school. But, uh, you know, after all those years of education and college, postgraduate education, uh, I think I got a little bit of a seasonal, uh, you know, programming. Oh, yeah. So I got that little, yeah, a little bit back You're to school. You're still feeling that. You know, time to go to the stationery store and buy a protractor and some pencils and yeah, a notebook, protractor. you know. You know, all that stuff, you know. Yeah. Like, uh Get yeah. you know, maybe get a new slide rule.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Pencil case. Yes, that was my exactly. Favorite. Pencil case. Got to get and, gotta, s- and a
0: couple some new shoes, maybe some some yellow markers. Some yellow right, markers. Right. Some new shoes. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's that kind of year, time of year. uh It's also the time of year when uh, we have uh, a lot of triathlons, and I I'm coming off of triathlon this weekend. Yes. Yeah. It was uh, it was How a lot was of fun. Was that? Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was a. Uh, it was a sprint triathlon uh, which was held at Smith Point which is a place on the ocean on the south shore of of uh, Long Island mm-hmm. uh, in a town called Shirley mm. uh, which is close to where I spend uh, summers yeah and uh, it mm-hmm. it was it was it was great because it was a manageable distance it was a 500 meter swim followed by a about a 10 mile. A bike ride, which is yeah. not that much, and followed by a five k run. So very manageable. Did you sight any sharks? No, well, no. It was actually in a protected bay. Oh, okay. I was a little worried. You know that. They, oh, I hope they don't cancel the thing because uh, of the sh- because of you know. sharks. No, but it was in It's in a little uh, inlet that uh-huh. is, you know, kind of calm water, not no waves, and yeah. uh, I don't think the sharks like to go in there. So it. What, what was nice about it is that uh, there's a spirit to it which is uh, a very indomitable spirit by uh, people who are... I mean, there's some terrific athletes in it, but there's also some people who are just sort of ordinary folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of them are in their 50s and even in their 60s. There were nine men in my cohort, yeah. of uh, which I'm now in the 65 to 69-year-old uh, age court. I'm 68 now. Mm-hmm. And there were nine men. I came in fourth, which uh-huh. I was happy with, because last time in that cohort, I, uh, last time I did it was 2018, a few years back. I improved on my performance. I was four minutes faster, Mm -hmm. and I was fourth instead of sixth in my cohort. Wow! So, uh, which is which really speaks highly for the other uh, sixty-five plus athletes because uh, they beat me. Which is wow! It's it's really tribute to the you know human endurance and uh, you know athleticism. But it was partly this was. My doing this is born of COVID, which is it's sort of like my antidote to the COVID lockdown. Yes. Is the one thing you can do is you can work on yourself. You can work on a healthy diet.
1: Apparently, these other people did the same.
0: Yes. And right? they also had a, a year. There's a little pent-up uh, triathlon mojo because the triathlons were canceled last year. So, people were yes. very happy to get back there. Uh, there was a really nice spirit. Uh, I saw one guy. It was interesting because there was... In the area that's like the prep area, where you keep your bike and you know your your running shoes and your cycling shoes, and you, you set it up, and you, you're, it's restricted to the public. So I saw a guy standing there talking to another guy. The one guy uh, looked like he was in his fifties, and the other guy looked like very bent over and elderly. And mm-hmm. I said, and he wasn't wearing any like really athletic garb. And I I thought to myself, well, I guess it's a little loosey goosey about letting spectators in because. Uh, you know the area is supposed to be restricted, mm-hmm. and then the guy who is like older, and he really was a little hunchbacked, like a very you know wow older guy. Uh-huh. He takes off his shirt, and underneath he has and and he takes off his sweats, and he has like uh the outfit the running you know the the, the swim run bike outfit. Oh, in.
1: and a number on him, <laughs> and a number
0: on him, and he is a contestant. And one of the interesting things about it, in life, you know, you walk around and you you. A closely guarded secret is people's age. Can yeah. you imagine if everybody walked around with their age on their forehead or something? You know, yeah. That'd be kind of a bummer. Yeah. But in this race, you you have your race number. My, my race number was 266. Uh-huh. And on my calf, you know, on my uh, calf muscle was a, uh, a marker that gave my age, which yeah. was my age next at the end of the year, which will be 69. So I had a 69 on my leg. The guy turns around. Wow. He's 77. <gasps> 77 years wow. old. And he's game to do this. And uh, I looked at it and, you know, the guy actually did finish the race. I saw him on the race course. I was going out. I mean, yeah. I was coming back. He was going out. And, uh, you, you know, he was going kind of slow, but like with a, you know, sort of a determination that he was going to get it done. And, it, it, and it's really quite remarkable. That's wonderful. So, uh, you know, so my, my is hope is that uh, next year, if yeah. I do the race, uh, I'm going to be in the 70 to 74 age group cohort, uh-huh. of which mm-hmm. there was just one contestant.
1: Ah, <gasps> really?
0: So I'm a shoe in.
1: Oh, you're a shoe in. That's it. You'll <laughs> yeah. be the winner of <laughs> that.
0: i just like I just have to show up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, but this really is, as you said, it's a testament to the human spirit and everything, and yeah, you know.
0: So I, it, was, it was also I would I compared my time to my 2018 time. I was actually yeah. four, four minutes ahead. So I'm it's actually horrific. I'm 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 not. Uh, you met, beat your
1: personal best.
0: I absolutely so. Uh, you know, that's I was happy great. to see that. It was good. So uh,
1: that's great.
0: You know, that's a little my personal science fair project is to use supplements, use diet, mm-hmm. use a, a rational training schedule, get good equipment. You know, the right running shoes, the right kind of bike yeah. setup, the right bike saddle. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, see, you know, sort of test my capacity, but also. At this age it's a little bit of a different game. It's also training hard, but not so hard that you get into that injury cycle. Yeah. And you You have have to to be be exceedingly careful because there's so many your feet, your ankles, your knees. I'm working my your hips, your back, your shoulders. And often you don't feel
1: you don't feel it when you're running until you've stopped. Right.
0: Right. And then you know, and then you pull up Lame, and then you can't train for you know weeks, yeah. and it's a setback. So you you have to be, you know, a little bit judicious about you know train hard, but train yeah. judiciously. Use things like curcumin and glucosamine yeah. to protect your joints. You know,
1: how did you gear up in your eating or any carb loading well, for the event? How well, was that?
0: I was I, I did a little bit more carbs because I've been on a very sure. low carb diet. Yeah, but what I did is, and this is traditionally before a. Um, uh, an event. I had uh a traditional meal that I have the night before is uh, a rice pasta with a meat sauce.
1: Ah. So it's nice. a little more
0: carbs. Yeah. And uh, I was like, did I eat too much? So I felt kind of full. So then the next morning and I usually before a workout I don't eat. Yeah. You know, but I had some uh some steel cut oats
1: and <laughs> I had <laughs>
0: uh, uh a banana for, for carbs. Because you know, the thing is you have to get up at like like four in the morning to, to drive to the place, which opens at like 5 a.m. Uh-huh. And then you stand around and stand around. And by the time I was going to go in the water, it was seven o'clock. Yeah. So I didn't want to be starving.
1: Right, right, right. right. Uh, you yeah, know, that was a good call. So, but you have my, to eat. My, my nutrition long really worked out
0: well because, you know, sometimes you, you, you tend to eat too much and it's like, oh my God, I feel like. like I You just, can't swim. I feel like I just ate a smorgasbord. I can't Yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, you cramp I, I, up. I once made the mistake of, I said, I need a, like a real energy for this. So I I had like a whole halva bar. You know what halva is? Oh,
1: yeah. I know halva.
0: But it's very fatty. Yes. So it, fat delays transit. Mm-hmm. And it I felt it like it sat was a piece of cement in my stomach. <laughs> That's what time. it looks like, too. <laughs> yeah, right. So but when halva, you have, yeah. you want the carbs uh-huh. uh, and you want a little bit of fat, but not tons of fat. A little yeah. fat's permissible. So I put some butter in my oatmeal. Uh and uh, protein afterwards, protein afterwards. Yes. And I, you know, yes. I, I treated myself too. I, I went out to eat afterwards.
1: Good. How how soon did you start to feel hungry after that, after you completed? It's very interesting
0: of. because I, you know, I wasn't hungry during the event, obviously. No. Uh, no. At the end, I was so adrenalized that I did not feel hungry. I had like... I didn't think I ate. I just jumped in the car and I drove for like an hour and then I did a bunch of stuff like getting my bike, you know, uh cleaned off and, you know, yeah. it, bringing in my equipment and all that stuff. And and I then were you the suddenly
1: cars. ravenous after that?
0: Ravenous. <laughs> then I feel like, I felt, I, what I describe it as, is not a stomach hunger, it's a muscle hunger. It's almost, it almost exceeds the capacity of your, your stomach. Yes. You know? It's just, it's like, so, give me, yeah, give me, that that, yeah. that happens. And then, yeah. after that, I said, I'm not tired, I'm not tired. And then I was like, I got a crash, and I, I was like out like a light, because I, I think I slept like 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 four or five hours because, you know, I'd go to sleep, and you have to get up at four in the morning to get things ready. Yeah. So yeah. before wow. we uh, get to questions, uh, you know, I got to share with this with you, and mm-hmm. I think I shared this with you already. Headline, physicians who post COVID-19 vaccine misinformation may lose license, medical panel says. The article goes on to state that the Federation of State Medical Boards warned July 29th that physicians and other healthcare professionals could be at risk of losing their medical license if they spread COVID-19 vaccine misinformation on social media, online, and in the media. FSMB, the Federation of State Medical Boards, a nonprofit that represents all U.S. state medical boards, said any clinicians who create or spread vaccine misinformation or disinformation risk disciplinary action by state medical boards, including suspension or revocation of their medical license, according to a statement by the FSMB.
1: I so, didn't know there was a federation of state medical boards.
0: It's, it, it, it was very, this a new creation? No, it's been around for a while. And they, oh. they, they published in the past, they published Edicts Against Chelation Therapy. They've coordinated ah. actions against doctors who prescribe holistic medicine. Uh, they're very anti, uh, nonconformist physicians. Yeah. So, uh, what, it, what, this prompted me to call a, 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 friend of mine who is a, an attorney. Yeah. And, uh, he actually represents doctors who get in trouble. And, um, you know, fortunately, I haven't had to use him.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I still, yeah, that's yeah
0: I, he's, he's a fun guy. I really uh-huh. like him. And so, um, he, uh, so i I sent this to him, and hes he he issued some profanities, and then he just he told me that he had just represented a physician in the state of Minnesota who was brought up on charges for quote vaccine misinformation wow, whatever that is mm-hmm. uh who decides you know who decides what's misinformation you know yesterday's misinformation becomes uh today's fact yes you know
1: yes
0: uh, if the science is so mutable that. You know, it, you never know. So, but th- this is chilling, is the idea that, uh, an organization is wanting to, uh, destroy the livelihood yeah. of, uh, any physician who steps out of line.
1: Yeah. I mean, they want to come and break your kneecaps.
0: Right. Kind of. And, but in addition, whatever impact that, might, would, notwithstanding the impact it might have on their patients. Yeah. Who might rely on them for care. Yeah but it's i it first of all, it is, it's it's a career total, destroying. it's total violation of the free speech uh the first amendment that know.
1: that is protected under our constitution right. exactly how
0: because it's a, a diversity of opinion yeah so what this would be like galileo you know being burned at the stake or copernicus and they yes. they did they did experience persecution because sure. they said you know that the uh you know the heresy was that uh you know, instead of uh, you know, the stars and the moon and, and the sun revolving around the earth, that the mm-hmm. earth was a planet revolving around mm-hmm. the sun.
1: Yeah. It's like,
0: no, no, we're, we're not the center of the universe. Right. Uh, you know, all these people who have bucked the paradigm uh, would have been, you know, relegated to obscurity. It's a modern day uh, auto de fe against um, mm-hmm. dissidents. Dissidents. Yeah. It's very very soviet you know very, very soviet yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it is wow. totally scary i'm sorry i had to tee off on that but no
1: no yeah. no, no 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 rightly so yeah. my goodness and and here we are it's really something that this kind of tyranny can't stand this is the united states of america no, but we I, have a constitution i
0: think what it is is that people are in such a panic is that you know when you're when you're stressed you make bad decisions yeah. and i think uh, leadership uh, politicians officials uh, even health authorities are making some very stampeded decisions.
1: You think that's uh, what this is about?
0: Yeah. yeah. Hopefully that's yeah. all it is. I, I,
1: that they're grasping at whatever they can but think they have
0: grasped Studies on. of the human brain show that your decision-making capability is impaired when you make a decision in the heat of the moment. Yes. You know, uh, rather than uh, it weighing It just sounds outsiders. like an
1: out-and-out threat. Yeah, it is. Against to silence wonderful people. doctors. To, to silence people. Silence. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's all part it, of scientism and it, and it isn't might, it might it might you know it might uh extend to like recommending something like hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or something yeah. like that and i just spoke to a patient who is um you know he has come down with covid yeah and he is taking ivermectin and he said you know when i started taking it, i felt much better
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know so uh there's something to it terrific and it I mean, although the studies are back and forth on ivermectin, I think it'll be borne out that there's some benefit to doing that. Yeah. Not uh, precluding other measures. Yeah. So. yeah. Wow. That is really. Chilling. Chilling. Yeah.
1: Frightening. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Where do we go from there, Dr.? Yeah, That's like a showstopper right there, right? Okay. Let's start with some questions. We've got one from Charles. It's about a product. What was the product you had for stomach issues? It was in powder form.
0: Take it away, Layla.
1: Well, I'm thinking of two things off the top of my head. L-glutamine, endofin is another one. I mean, it depends on the, the stomach issue. If you're suffering with GERD, heartburn, anything like that, Endofin. it's a powdered product. You take one or two tablespoons in some water twice a day. It can be helpful for that. It has, well, it has
0: some plantago in it. Pla- uh, plantain. Plantain, right.
1: Plantain right. and uh, right. apple powder and uh, I believe it's got some um, apple marshmallow. Pectin, pectin yes. right, which pectin. is very soft mucillac. Right, it right, right. Marshmallow. right. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Does it have any DGL? No, DGL is a separate thing. DGL
1: is a separate thing. Mm-hmm. So it could be very helpful for uh, reducing inflammation in the gastric mucosa. and
0: Ulcers, osoph- GERD, yeah,
1: esophagus. And then the other powder product, uh, is L-glutamine. Mm-hmm. You could get it in a capsule or a powder. And that's helpful for GI tract. Right. Altogether. It's, it's the preferred for healing the GI tract. Mm-hmm. So, Charles, it depends on, um, on the particular complaint. And could, by the
0: way, uh, yeah. both all these products are available on Fullscript. So yes. go to drhopman.com, uh, click on Shop, mm-hmm. drop down menu takes you to uh, Fullscript, where you can register and you can get access to these products. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm trying to think of any other powder products we have that way. I believe that is it. I think we had an IGG Protect, but it wasn't that a That's capsule. That's for lower intestinal. That's I for think. lower intestinal.
0: Right. This is for no, stomach. Th- there is a powder. A, yeah. There is but an IGG Protect. He's talking particularly
1: yeah. stomach. Okay. So those would be for stomach. I right? think the endorphin is really right. what he's uh, alluding to there. So endorphin, E, E, N, D, E, F, E, N. Right. Charles. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, we've got a question on the vaccine, Dr. Hoffman. This comes from Vivian. I listened to the last part of your radio show, which you state that COVID vaccine offers 96% per- per- protection against it however um israel is having problems controlling the delta variant with the pfizer vaccine and in addition israel has a higher vaccination rate than the us and great britain so how do we make sense of this Uh, basic science tells us and i did hear you mention it on a prior podcast that viruses mutate and that the protection rate wanes so I believe Israel, quote, thinks the Pfizer protection rate is about 64%
0: now. No, it's actually, even worse. Even worse. And, but, you know, it's a moving picture. So at the time it is, I quoted Pfizer's preclinical yeah. You know, like the the pre- I always this say this. This is back in July. Preclinical. Yes. For approval is always better than real world. Yeah. And so like a drug may be like 95% effective, but when you unleash it on the on the general populace, it's going to be like 65% effective. Yes. And then side effects will emerge that we haven't envisioned. So this mm-hmm. is always happens with any new product. And listen, mm-hmm. uh the COVID vaccine is just 99, I'm sorry, 39% effective as delta spreads. Wow. But what that means is that you can come down with COVID, but it's generally quite milder. Now there are outliers; there are people who are hospitalized who've been vaccinated, but they're much fewer and further between. And there's there have been a couple of deaths. Too.
1: And let's remind the listeners that as viruses mutate, they become less virulent. They could be
0: they could be less, but so far this isn't really uh, following that path.
1: Yeah, I I mean less deadly. Deadly. I may say because a virus's point is not to kill every host. Yes, otherwise it can't keep them alive. Keep them alive because it needs a host in order for the virus to live. So therefore, the 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 end game for any virus, right? Is to spread. Is to spread. Yeah, and you can't spread if you're going to kill all the hosts. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So it's that kind of a thing. So
0: so mutation
1: is the natural course of.
0: So there, you know, I would, this brings up an interesting point: is that they say uh, that we should all get vaccinated so that we will prevent mutations and variants. But uh, and, and and because that they can't are, work. No, because the idea is that you know you will knock out the it. It's it's a false analogy. It's sort of yeah. like if you're going to put out a fire, you want to put out all the embers of the fire. But that's yeah. a mechanical analogy. You know, in a different realm of nature. In uh, in the world of viruses, viruses respond to selection pressure, and a major source of selection pressure is a vaccine. And just like antibiotic resistance emerges, yes. there is Gonna vaccine. There's vaccine, vaccine yes. resistance. No, I'm not okay. saying that the vaccine is a bad idea. I think the vaccine has really uh, curbed uh, disease and mortality in America. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. the, so there's no question. But I'm just saying that we... You know, I don't think that the people who invoke that argument really understand. Sure. And a lot of them are politicians. They don't have a science, a good science they background. They don't. If they'd done well in science, they would have become, you know, scientists or, or physicians. You know. Exactly. Uh, they say when it, they had good verbal skills, but <laughs>
1: so uh-huh. they
0: didn't have great math and science skills.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know? exactly.
0: And those are the people, many who are making our decisions. They don't understand. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, politicians are not like a good CEO would be. A good CEO is going to surround him or herself with the best and brightest experts all the time so that they are not unilaterally making a decision without counsel but, from the experts. But there's also That's the, what politicians need to do.
0: There's a term, team of rivals, and it's actually the title of a book by a historian, uh, what's her name, a uh, you know, popular historian. Um, and it's about how Lincoln uh, had a cabinet of you know, where a lot of people were, uh, uh, you know, adversarial in their approaches to problems, uh-huh. and he would sit and preside over this council. And at the end, he would, you know, because of the dialectic that would occur among the people arguing different points, he would come up with an answer. So we didn't just have like a bunch of, you know, yes men yeah. or women. We had you know diversity of opinion, and yeah. I, I'm I'm wondering if that is the case within. The science establishment, or if that's the case within the CDC, uh, the people who are advising, uh, the administration now. Absolutely.
1: And they're also being, those particular bodies, those agencies are also being influenced by, who knows, it's a much bigger topic than we would ever get into well, here yeah, I mean, on this look, podcast.
0: There's, look, I mean, there's tremendous economic incentive to, to To make it mandatory, but you know, it's like yes. I mean, it's like it's a sixty
1: it, billion dollar industry. It's like
0: saying, well, we're going to make uh, electric cars mandatory. It's Like you all have to buy them. No, it's
1: I like, don't have fifty thousand dollars to buy an electric car.
0: <laughs> I'm saying no, but I'm saying you know, then they you know they would get they they'd uh, they'd make an incentive, but you have to buy it, and then it's your problem. You've got to, <laughs> you've got to find I'll ride a place. Ride my bike. To, <laughs> it's gonna you, to you going to be tough to do. You have to You have to. <laughs> and you have to, you know, find an electric outlet port. Right. No, but I'm just saying, it, it, these are, um, it's an emergency, okay, there's an imperative. Um, but, um, it look, all these draconian things are going to create backlash. Yes. That's the problem. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's going to piss people off. Exactly, exactly.
1: So, the tornado continues to rumble. With all of this stuff, as more and more, uh, pronouncements are put out and mandates, uh, uh, pushed towards the population, and we will see and what comes of all this. And by the way, of speaking of, of mandates,
0: I'm thinking, you know, I'm personally, I'm thinking it's not a bad idea to mask up. I'm really thinking. Sure. Because the virus is circulating. Yeah. And there may be some good to the masking, although I know, I'm totally aware that the masking is not that efficacious. Uh,
1: Fine. But if somebody feels, feels they want to wear a mask, they, they should wear it. Yeah. This is America.
0: Especially if they're unvaccinated. But here's, you know, I didn't want to get into a whole, you know, vaccine debate thing, but, um, they, now the, the, uh, mayor of New York, uh, de Blasio has stated that we have to, uh, Mm -hmm. get, we have to get a uh, a vaccine to go inside in a restaurant or have a vaccine certificate the problem with that is the people who it's are a privacy issue well yeah but it's also the people who are vulnerable are the unvaccinated it's not like the unvaccinated are coming going to come in and threaten the people who are vaccinated yeah the vaccinated people are pretty well protected so if you if you are at your own risk you want to yeah. go into a restaurant yeah you know un. And that's the
1: opposite of what Cuomo the politician said. Mm-hmm. If I'm sitting in a bar, I want to know the person next to me is vaccinated. He doesn't but understand. you're already vaccinated. And he
0: doesn't understand. No,
1: he doesn't because he's not a
0: scientist. <laughs> right. He's just a
1: talking. Yeah.
0: Go. Right. Yeah, is it's like do when we if if, <laughs> if somebody next to you is unvaccinated and you're vaccinated. Yeah. It's actually you the vaccinated person who poses a bigger risk to the unvaccinated person. Yeah. Because now we know that you can carry it.
1: I mean, let's talk we, about we, German measles.
0: We know that the vaccinated people can yeah. carry it.
1: My German measles vaccine is going to protect me from, say, you, who is not vaccinated against German measles. Right. Right? Right. That's the way vaccines work. Right. But they've, they've turned this on its head.
0: Yeah. To, cre- a bit, well, to create all this the, chaos. The game changer was this finding that you can carry at a high level. Yes. Uh, COVID. In your, in your oropharynx and nasal passages, yeah. uh, even if you're vaccinated. Now, you won't get sick. Yeah. It's sick. That's one thing it will do, but it does not prevent you from caring. Now, for a long time, they said, stop the spread, take the vaccine. Not necessarily. Not we necessarily. However,
1: yeah.
0: a nuance on that is that uh, there are some findings that at peak exposure, people who've been vaccinated have as high level of the uh viral particles as the unvaccinated that's the scary part Mm -hmm. but they may also uh extinguish that carriage faster and they may have a a lower exposure window there there may be some truth to that there's that it may attenuate the uh exposure uh and it's not quite as bad Mm -hmm. yeah okay or yeah okay good point Mm -hmm. at which to pause because we're going to allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share this vital message with you so here goes This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Propax with N.T. Factor, a complete vitamin and mineral formula. N.T. Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. N.T. Factor repairs damaged cells, restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown N.T. Factor reduces fatigue by almost half and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years, and now the 45-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158. That's 800-982-9158. Or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make they Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you. And now, uh, Layla, uh, yeah. Give us a prelude, uh, a preview of what we're going to talk about in part two, because we're going to break.
1: Oh, should parents be concerned for their teenage athletes' health who have received the COVID vaccine?
0: Okay. Pick that up. But when we return, I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. And this is part one of today's Intelligent Medicine podcast, our weekly Q&A with Layla.